0: National Geographic presents. What I'm asking you to do is dangerous. You need to take your time to think it through. No, I don't. What do I do? We can't save everyone. But if I don't try, I don't think I'll be able to live with myself.
1: What are we supposed to do?
0: Some stood by. Anything, you have to. She stood up. There has to be a line! Bell Pauli is meek geese. There has to be me for this to work. A small light, limited series premieres tonight at nine. Stream on Hulu and Disney Plus.
1: Welcome to To The Foothills, a Colorado lifestyle and real estate podcast featuring mountain home real estate broker, Robert Martin, who has over 25 years of experience assisting clients reach their goals and move forward. Tune in each week for a dynamic conversation with experts, Colorado adventurers and residents that explores the ins, outs and specific nuances of buying the perfect mountain home or selling your dream home in evergreen, conifer, bailey, and surrounding areas to catch a glimpse into the Colorado lifestyle that's a part of you.
0: I'd like to welcome our guest, uh, Matthew Ferry. I'm very honored, and it's a true pleasure. A good friend of mine and one that I'm very happy to have in my life. Matthew, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Robert. Glad that we are doing this. I'm excited about you and your podcast adventure. This is going to be great.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I appreciate you joining us today. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. No problem.
1: Uh, I am an author, a musician, songwriter. I'm a spiritual teacher, You know, sort of a content creator extraordinaire, I think is really what you might call me. I am a father- four boys, uh, an investor in uh, blockchain and uh, companies that are forwarding uh, the blockchain and revolutionizing money. Um, Gosh, and uh, that's it. Husband of of Kristen, uh, the amazing entrepreneur and artist.
0: Indeed, she is amazing and uh, certainly a great life partner by your side. So what inspired you to be a life coach? I've known you for probably 5 years and it's just been an absolutely great experience to um be able to attach to some of the things that um that we talk about as far as um moving forward with quieting our mind and that sort of thing so what inspired you to do that and move forward
1: Uh, that's a good question you know when i was really young i was having these crazy experiences where i felt like i was leaving my body on a regular basis and i didn't know what it was and i'm sure i wasn't leaving my body per se but i was having these experiences that i couldn't explain and it really drove me my entire life to figure out what was that what is that that there were these incredible states that i was uh experiencing Early in my career, I got into productivity coaching uh, with our family business, and our family business, uh, my brother, father, and I uh, grew our family business to be a, a really substantial player in the real estate agent training space. We trained real estate agents how to be productive and how to uh, essentially build their businesses. And in that process, I got exposed to everything under the sun. Uh, but I got exposed uh, to my father's mentor, a man named Earl Nightingale, uh, and that really sparked my attention. And, I, and then I just went on this adventure from there to figure out, well, what, what, is, this, what is this mental state that leads to more happiness and more productivity? Uh, and That ultimately led me to uh, exploring more Eastern techniques and meditative techniques, looking for ways in which... I could quiet my mind and get back to that place that I was in when I was nine years old and I was having these incredible experiences. You know, I was like, whoa, this is incredible. I'm back again. And that was probably, you know, 1999, I really hit a crescendo there. And I just decided I'm I'm going to shift out of the productivity space and begin to only focus on this human potential space. How do we as individuals achieve an experience, the most delicious experience of being alive? How do you do that?
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a process that, that I've gone through with you, and it's been absolutely wonderful. And without giving it all away, how would you describe enlightened prosperity?
1: Well, most people think of enlightened as a spiritual thing. Um, I think the Buddhists kind of uh, hijacked the term, really. But enlightened really just means that you have um, modern uh, rational knowledge and that, that uh, you're up to date with the latest information available. That's really what enlightened means. And there is a, uh, there's an aspect of that, there's an aspect of it which is about being ridiculously honest, that the survival part of you isn't working to your advantage anymore. It's not up to date. It's not enlightened. And so the enlightened part that, that I help people to achieve is a state of no mind that occurs because you recognize that you're safe and that everything's going to be okay. And that nothing is actually wrong. And that all the things that you think of as wrong are actually out of date information not enlightened. So that's the enlightened part. And then prosperity is just doing well in whatever it is that you're going to do. So if you're going to uh, work on mountain uh, real estate projects, uh, how do you do that in a way where you don't get frustrated and derailed by your own negative emotions on a regular basis, and you experience the best possible version of yourself, enlightened prosperity?
0: So it's a synergy of the two. I think some people have the mindset that you can have one or the other and you don't have to climb up into a cave and be quiet for the rest of your life you can have both you can you can have a quiet mind you can have peace love and joy But you can also have prosperity and tying those two together i think sometimes get, people get a little sidetracked and don't understand that it's it can happen and it can can be done yeah, in, in synergy
1: Robert, if we're being honest, the vast majority of us um, who were interested in being experiencing peace of mind, uh, we end up looking towards some sort of religious philosophy or um, sort of tried and true mystical uh, philosophies that are out there. And uh, that stuff's old. It's really old. Thousands of years old. And... Uh, Back then, it made a lot of sense. Get away from everything. Get away from all the craziness of life, if you want to get your mind quiet. And it implied that there was really no way in which you could experience profound states of peace while being in society. And I would say that back then, that was really good advice. And actually, maybe even 100 or 200 years ago, that was still really good advice, But today we're living in a society where most of your negativity has been removed. Now, you still experience negativity, but that's because you're not enlightened. You're not up to date. You're not you don't have a modern and rational way of dealing with the world. And if you take on a more modern, rational way of dealing with the world, then it is it's much easier for you to be at peace in day to day life.
0: It's a way to, it's a method or it's a, well, it's a mindset on how to go through life each day, remind yourself of um, what you're grateful for, all the beautiful things in life, but also uh, have a life that you really enjoy, that you experience things, you do things, you, you know, you're not sitting on the sidelines, so to speak. Why did you decide um, to start your blog and your podcast?
1: Well, I haven't been doing much on my blog and my podcast lately. I've been doing uh, TikTok videos these days. Um, I saw saw those today. They're very nice. Thank you. In general, (laughs) uh, my intention is to broadcast and disseminate the rapid enlightenment process and to get it out there in the world such that people have an opportunity to sample it, address it, take it on, try it out, uh, see how it works for themselves, essentially. So I started my... Podcast and my blog and my YouTube channel and 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 right all of it, uh, really in the spirit of uh, broadcasting and disseminating the rapid enlightenment process. And your your
0: book, uh, Matthew Quiet Mind Epic Life, that's available anywhere, that's- Amazon or anywhere.
1: Amazon, um- yeah. It, I would say it's uh, specifically available on Amazon. Uh, you can also download the audiobook book in, uh, you know, on Apple and things like that. But yeah, the book is on Amazon. Quiet Mind, Epic Life. So, in a nutshell, again, um, give us an overview
0: of what we might find in um, in that book in context.
1: No problem. Uh, Quiet Mind, Epic Life is really my first attempt at, at documenting. The rapid enlightenment process, which is something that I have been developing uh, the majority of my life, but specifically over the last 12 to 15 years, I've zeroed in on this idea that you can get the mind to stop um, agitating you and, and barraging you with unwanted information and ideas. And so it begins with this idea that enlightenment is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything, that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety and if we are if we are an expression of something that is expressing itself that instantaneously removes a tremendous amount of of consternation in regards to trying to control everything because control is ultimately an illusion whereas influence over life might be a better way to to think about it then i go into four components to get your mind to go quiet. You need to start by essentially debunking the mind and seeing and and recognizing that the mind, what I call the drunk monkey, has unconscious reflexes and they are responding to the environment. And if you can see, if you have an awareness of these unconscious reflexes, then you can start to deactivate the survival thinking to do that, you have to do the second part of the awareness process. Uh, so there's two awareness processes, and then there's two sort of active um, uh, action processes. The second part is something that is very specifically uh, unique to the rapid alignment process, and that is the recognition of what I call hidden motives to survive. Greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, pride, lazy, and resistance. Those ten things underpin 100 percent of every thought that you have that isn't an inspired, um, intuitive thought. Friends. there's definitely two different kinds of thoughts. There's the ones you aren't asking for at that, uh, or you know, you're trying to figure out life. Those are typically survival based. Then there's like these inspired moments where you are pulled forward. That's something different. So you have to be aware of the drunk monkey and you have to be aware of the hidden motives. Just the awareness alone makes you flexible. That reveals new options and those options give you power. Then the next uh, component is something called enlightened perspectives. So if you're not going to have survival perspectives, what kind of perspectives do you take on? How do you contextualize the world? And enlightened perspectives are perspectives that assume that all is well in life. And in my book, in chapter nine, I outline some basic enlightened perspectives for people to take on that when they do, it deactivates the survival mind and your mind goes quiet. And then finally, step four is to practice recontextualizing on the fly. So you and I, Robert, um, we began our process together of doing this uh, podcast and our sound wasn't working. And the natural response would be to start to get frustrated. And that frustration is based on some kind of resistance or pride or like, I should know how to do this and why isn't it working and that, am I wasting my time. But those kinds of things, they just pop up immediately. And so one, you need to recognize what they are. Then two, you have to practice putting them into the proper context, recontextualization, a context that assumes it all is well. And as you practice those four things in your life, let's call it three, six, nine months later, you will have extended moments of what you could describe as pure bliss. It's incredible what happens. So cool.
0: The recontextualization is something that, like you said, there's a situation that comes up and how you, you know, how you tactfully take that on, I guess, in a way that is empowering. And it's not one that leads you down a path where you start to feel fearful or angry. Um, I think that's one that that is really, uh, really powerful. And yeah, and it's great to be aware of those times as well, because they happen to all of us at all different times in our lives. Even though when we think we're, we're feeling super, super good about things, life is absolutely wonderful. And something ha- comes along that kind of uh, throws a little wrench in it. And it continues to happen every day and it will continue to. I guess, while we're humans on this planet. So visit uh, or just speak briefly on the uh, Ignite Mastermind group that you spearhead.
1: Uh, the Ignite Mastermind group is just a group that I put together uh, very specifically to practice the rapid alignment process. And we meet every single week Uh, twice a week, uh, to have discussions on the drunk monkey and the hidden motives and the recontextualization and the enlightened perspectives. Uh, And we do that over a nine-month to one-year process and, you know, essentially uh, give people an opportunity to practice in a group what will for sure get your mind to go quiet and put you into greater and greater states of peace and empowerment.
0: It's been absolutely wonderful as a member of the Ignite Masterminds for years. So, um, your passion is obvious, Matthew. And what do you like best about what you do?
1: I love the creative process. Um, I love being able to tap into people's lives and be supportive of them taking something that uh, they were first experiencing as negative. And helping them transform it into something where they're at least neutral. But I love it when they are able to take something negative and transform it into something positive. Turn, uh, you know, lemons into lemonade, per se. I love that process. I get a lot, uh, a lot of juice from that. Yeah,
0: and there, there is a lot of juice out there to be had, no doubt about that. So I really appreciate you being on today. This is my first podcast. I'm pretty. Uh... Pretty stoic. And you're very good. So I appreciate that. Uh, You're being gentleman enough to jump on board. So as you know, I sell real estate in um, the foothills of Denver. And you and Kristen just purchased the Mountain Retreat, which you spend a lot of time at. I think it's a real important part of your lives. And it has some congruency with what you do. Um, And it's in the Southern California area. What do you like most about it? And why did you proceed with that
1: purchase? It's a great question. I, I think for us, it was really about uh, creating sanctuary space away from the hustle and bustle of life that uh, both provided us a connection to nature, uh, but also gave us a respite from, from the day-to-day uh, you know, grind of, of just being a parent and having to make money and doing all the things that you need to do to, to live in the world today. For sure, for sure.
0: When um when you were purchasing the home, was there anything that, any tidbits of information, you know, it's a little bit different, the complexities of purchasing a mountain home. You may have a well and a septic and you may have some easement issues and different things with wild animals or wildfires, you got to be careful of that hazard. Were there things that you learned in the process that you might point out to others that are thinking of that? And I totally hear what you're saying, Matthew. That's why so many people move to the foothills is just for the serenity and the beauty and the peace. So
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. Um, I think that for the person who's considering uh, buying a mountain retreat in the foothills, uh, hopefully with you, awesome. I would love for them to consider that you're really moving out of the, the safety and the security of um, suburban or urban living. And if we look at what the point of suburban and urban living, the point is to remove the volatility. So you, you basically eliminate all the animals, you eliminate all the bugs, you eliminate all the plants, And you, you know, make you optimize it for um, human living. And uh, while that is dreamy and wonderful and certainly one of the most popular ways to live on the planet at this moment, it also is boring really 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 boring and there is to for a new homeowner considering moving up into the mountains the thing that i that i get great pleasure out of and the thing that i would have you start to think about is um volatility variety different new it's never the same we just had a big storm come through here in southern california And the power was out for five days and the trees were, you know, the trees were getting knocked down like crazy because they weren't ready for the for the ice and blah, 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 all of that stuff. And rather than lament it, you know, we just embraced it as part of the the thing that we signed up for. We signed up for different, new, interesting, weird, strange. And that's what I love about the mountains.
0: So it's pretty much been what you wanted it to be for the most part.
1: Everything. It has been highly recommended. If you're if you have a a sense of adventure and you want to experience something new and different, then get something in the foothills.
0: That sounds good. Uh, You know, that's one of the reasons my wife and I've lived here for so long. It's um, I'm looking outside right now. It's a beautiful view. It's serene. I can just hop out on the property here and go for a hike, Uh, something you can't do in other places. And I think most people in the community share that mindset. So I appreciate that, Matthew. So if folks want to um, learn more about you, where's the best place to go? I know we mentioned your book on Amazon. Matthewferry.com.
1: Just my name, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-F-E-R-R-Y.com.
0: There you go. Cool. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, I think, uh, you know, circling back to the idea of enlightened perspectives, if someone's interested in, in playing around with that, then there's a practice I would suggest them to take on, and it's a tall order, but one that over time makes a big difference, and that is to practice total and complete acceptance of all situations, all people, including yourself, and then you see what happens, see what miracles occur. I think you'd be blown away. By the miracles that start to happen when you take that on, it's incredible. It seems when you do that, your mind kind of says,
0: "What? Well, why do I do? Why would I want to do that?" I mean, all of a sudden, all these things start to arise: your opinions and your preconceived notions of people yeah. and actions and everything. And it's kind of like it kind of gives you a caution, a cautionary mode to, "Hey, what's going on?" But it's absolutely wonderful and peaceful as well. So, yeah, um, it's amazing. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate you being my first first guest, and uh, <laughs> it's wonderful podcast to see you. Number
1: one is done. Yeah, yeah. nice. It's nice under
0: under wraps. So, thank you very much.
1: This podcast is part of the C Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.